Hi, this is Rob Delaney, and you're listening to PF Tape Recorder. Hello there, I'm PF, this is my tape recorder. Coming up, Ron Sexton, the real-life alter ego of Donnie Baker from the Bob and Tom Show, talks about his very first appearance on that radio program. Yeah, it was my first appearance on Bob and Tom that I think... um they just had to see it to believe it, and it was it was such a sucker punch because they were used to kind of talking to me in a sports light in the hallway. We'll hear more from Ron in just a bit. We also have a song from Andy Hawk and the Train Wreck Endings. We uh, reintroduce a bit. I thought it was funny, but first, as always, fake news. And now, fake news with me. According to the Daily Mirror in England, hundreds of owls have been flooding owl rescue organizations since the end of the Harry Potter movie series, and an untold number are still cruising around the countryside. Many breeds of owl make life tough for other birds, and the sudden influx may have a damaging effect on local ecosystems and other bird populations, not to mention the numbers of native wild owls to the United Kingdom. Officials hope to get kids reinterested in owls by giving away free CDs of Minnesota-based electronic outfit, Owl City. The former president of CNN's headline news almost found himself in deep doo-doo after he was caught on camera placing a bag filled with dog excrement in a neighbor's mailbox last week. Bob Fernod was seemingly oblivious to the surveillance camera capturing him and his dog as he looked up his neighbor's driveway then shoved a plastic baggie into the mailbox. This isn't the first time Fernod has done this type of thing as he gave both Nancy Grace and Glenn Beck TV shows effectively shoving shit into our TVs. A private company sent its unmanned capsule off to the International Space Station early Tuesday, heading for what could be the first non-governmental docking there, and Friday, it did indeed dock with the International Space Station. The SpaceX Dragon brought food and other supplies to the space station and will carry back experiments, uh, no longer needed equipment, and some overdue videos. See, they can't get Netflix up there. A Florida man was arrested this week after three women told police he pulled a gun on them so he could cut in to a McDonald's drive through line, the Palm Beach Post reports. In fear, the women backed up and allowed the gunman to pass them, the paper reports. The man was later found by police but was not arrested as he was protected by Florida's stand-in-line law. While Mitt Romney has had to endure stories about his alleged high school bullying, President Obama now faces revived stories about his high school marijuana use. In the forthcoming book, Barack Obama, the story, author David Moranis details the activities of young Barry Obama and his high school friends. A self-selected group of boys at Punchau School who love basketball and good times call themselves the Chum Gang, Moranis writes. Chum is a verb meaning to smoke marijuana. Several unnamed Republicans have actually been running a secret campaign to get Mitt Romney to start smoking dope. Make it more interesting, you see. And in related news, while the military traditionally votes for Republicans, President Obama is the head of GOP rival Mitt Romney and contributions from military personnel new campaign finance reports indicate. Obama has a more than 5 to 1 edge over Romney in political donations from individuals who list themselves as employees of the Department of Defense or one of the four military branches a USA Today analysis of federal filings shows. Neither Obama nor Romney is a veteran, but both served overseas in various capacities during the Vietnam War, Obama in Malaysia and Africa, and Romney in France... And apparently, that's way worse. Bill Clinton caused a stir this week when he posed with several porn actresses during a fundraising event. Not sure why folks were so shocked. Bill Clinton posing with porn stars is kind of like George W. Bush posing with oil men. And that's been Fake News with me.
Well, we're gonna do a bit we haven't done uh, in a while. It's called, uh, I thought it was funny. And the way it works is uh, we have a bit here that doesn't really have, uh, I don't know, uh, it isn't really funny, I guess, beyond the fact that it's a setup and a punchline. And um, all this one is kind of a lengthy setup. Believe me, it's worth it. Uh, I was driving down the road the other day and uh, drove by a house here uh, in the neighborhood. And it had a sign that said, no Bama in it, but it had a line with a circle through it. And I thought, that's kind of weird. What, do you, what are they trying to say? And when I saw that don't tread on me sign, I figured, aha, one of the Tea Party geniuses. Very good. Well, I drove by the other day, and apparently somebody had pointed this out to the homeowner, as now the sign just says Obama with the circle and the line through. And I thought, this must have been a very difficult decision for the homeowner once this was pointed out to them. And in fact, I can see the friend saying, hey, uh, Bob, I'm, I'm digging the no Obama thing. I'm digging the circle with the line through it. Love that. Big Ghostbusters fan. But you realize if you're saying no Obama and then putting the circle with the line through it, you're kind of saying that you're against people that are against Obama. Oh, crap, the guy must have thought. All right, all right. So I guess he must have gone back into the garage, got out the paint and the white sign and thought, hmm, do I want to go with Obama, the circle with the line through it, or just no Obama? So after much anguish, uh, he came up with a sign. He settled on Obama with the line and the circle through it. And, uh, and we drove by again the other day, and I pointed that out to my daughter, who thought it was hilarious. And then she pointed out the fact that, boy, I hope no one goes and tells him that he could also could have put pro-Obama and then put the circle with the line through it. <laughs> Which, hey, I thought it was funny. Well, if you listen to the Bob and Tom radio program, and I'm sure lots of you do if you're fans of comedy, you've probably heard my next guest quite a bit. Uh, he is actually the man behind Donnie Biker, and uh, his name is Ron Sexton. He is a former sportscaster from Indianapolis, Indiana, and he also voices uh, Kenny Tarmac and Floyd the Trucker on the Bob and Tom program. And uh, he was kind enough to speak with us about uh, how he got to be involved with the Bob and Tom show, a little bit about uh, Donnie Baker, some of his other voices, and uh, it's a really, really great chat. It's nice to speak with a, a real radio guy being a radio guy myself. So here now is our interview with Ron Sexton, uh, the alter ego of the real-life alter ego of Donnie Baker. Okay, joining us on PS Tape Recorder, it's Ron Sexton. You may know him better by his alter ego, Donnie Baker. Ron, how you doing? I am doing great. Thanks so much for having me. Great. Um, so let me ask you, I know a lot of folks are probably familiar with you from the Bob and Tom show and the Bob and Tom tours, of course. How did you get mixed up with those fellas? Uh, I worked in the building for a number of years, since about 1990, and uh, the flagship station, Q95 WFBQ in Indianapolis, is where Bob and Tom got their start. I kind of got my start on the AM radio station there covering the Colts and the Pacers in Indianapolis. And um, over time, they syndicated and branched out, but I was in the same building, and I would send tapes to their to their program director and, you know, try to send a list of voices I could do or some bit ideas, and never really had much luck at all. Huh. Um, he was aware that I could do voices, but it was a situation where I was always kind of uh, pigeonholed as being a sports guy, and, yeah. and I had worked you know, for uh, the Colts and Pacers both and done pregame and postgame. It was kind of that straight-laced halftime reporter with the uh, stats, facts, and figures, that kind of guy that um, 
you know, uh, seemed to be around sports. Every opportunity I had was around sports. Well, eventually I thought, what the heck, I, I had a passion for comedy, but uh, there was no outlet. So I started doing stand-up and open mics and comedy clubs and worked my way um, up the ladder and was invited on Bob and Tom as a guest comedian. So I basically had to go get outside, go outside oh, the building, uh-huh. to get back in the door that I wanted to go through. Interesting. And it was, uh, yeah, it was my first appearance on Bob and Tom that I think um, it, they just had to see it to believe it. And it was it was such a sucker punch because they were used to um, kind of talking to me in a sports light in the hallways. And then here I come on the air doing impressions. And, okay. Um, so that caught them off guard. But I think it was the looking back, I wish I would have had the, the balls to do that earlier because I think it would have uh, gotten the ball rolling much earlier, but I procrastinated and, ah, oh, well, I guess, you know, I'm not good enough or, uh, they have, they have enough. And, yeah. um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's one of those things, I guess, a lesson learned, you know, don't be afraid to, uh, do something drastic or to take a <laughs> chance because, you know, it, it can pay off the right way too. So the, uh, when you say that you approach the producer, you're talking about Dean, I believe. Um, well, the, the guy that, that I was dealing with was a guy named Marty Bender. Oh, okay. Was, uh, that sounds made up. Very. Yeah, I <laughs> know. The radio um, name. Marty Bender. That, that was his air name. That's not his real name. But, there you uh, go, see? <laughs> he did radio in Cincinnati for years. Okay. Maybe that's but, how uh, I recognize it. Mm-hmm. Marty was very supportive and encouraging, but, you know, Tom is much like in real life, uh, exactly the way he is on the air. I mean, major ADD, and, <laughs> and you can... <laughs> You can tell him, uh, you know, a piece of information, and two seconds later, he's asking about, uh, you know, you know, hey, the Reds won last night, Tom. Really, uh, uh, did the Reds win? What was the score? You know, he, he would, yeah. you know, it wouldn't surprise you one second to have him not get it. But so huh. I'm sure that anything that I can, I sent in in the way of a demo tape or a demo sheet was put in his stack and probably still there today. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, do you perform other parts of the country where maybe, although Bob and Tom is all over the country, but do you perform not as Donnie Baker or is Donnie essentially your bread and butter? Yeah, Donnie's bread and butter. I started off doing comedy just as me and went on stage as Ron Sexton and and uh, did strictly impressions, you know, and okay. I would get some work, some corporate stuff as an impressionist, but I, I found that it's much easier um, to do a character, to go yeah. up on stage and have about 70% of the audience know that, oh, this is a bit, but it's still fun. I still get a kick out of the 30% that think Donnie's real. Yeah. Um, I swear to God they do, and they should <laughs> know I'm real because I am, and I'll say it right to their face. It's, um, well, even if you know, you can get sucked in because, you know, I'll listen uh, to sure. it when, on the show, and I'll, it'll, I'll forget for a second. I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know, you're not paying attention. You're like, you know. So yeah, it, I had a buddy of mine, I, this, the most comments I get are people to say, well, we thought it was just a character, or we thought, we didn't think Donnie was real. I'll get that a lot. We, we didn't think it was a real person, um, and it's not. But, you know, yeah. it's amazing how I'm surprised that more people don't rob banks because I get away with, you know, just a mullet wig and a pair of Zubas, <laughs> and before the show, I'll be out selling my own merch or walking through the crowd, and after the show, the same, dressed as me, and not even a whisper of, hey, you look like him. You know, last weekend I <laughs> opened... I opened for myself. I did Floyd the Trucker, which is a completely different outfit, and uh, Kenny Tarmac, which is basically just me with a big oh, yeah. Bluetooth. And people thought they were three different people. Um, I forgot about Kenny Tarmac. Uh, I didn't realize that was you. <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's been fun taking it to the stage and then um, seeing it kind of evolve 
stage form versus radio form. There's some jokes that work great on radio, but not so much on stage, and vice versa. So it's uh, and it's helped me well, write. Yeah. It's really. It's really helped me write for both radio and comedy. Now, I remember Chick McGee telling a story about you guys were driving to a gig, and he said, I was stuck with Donnie Baker in the back seat. Were, was he just trying to, to sell it, or do, did you stay in character just to annoy him? or, or was it? Oh, no. He was just selling that. Chick and I okay. get along very well, and I would never do that. The one that does kind of – Bob Zaney is a dear friend of, of mine and a mutual friend of Chick's, and, and we're all very close. And Bob, usually on a road trip, will Bob's always kind of on, but it's not an annoying um, on. A yeah. Lot of yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. On, and they're looking for uh-huh. Bob. Will just a lot of ball breaking, you know. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, usually it's more Bob bragging about his what he calls the gift, his ability to come up with, you know, to be so witty and come up with the the quickest punchline or the best punchline or whatever. And so, you know, a road trip with Bob Zaney is is a situation in most cases he's on but it makes the trip by go by so much faster tim wilson isn't necessarily on but he's genuinely that way and, and you know, i travel with tim quite a bit and he wants to talk about Ted on the campaign. <laughs> you know it's just a thousand topics in that fast but he, that's just the way he is i mean he'll talk you he's the one man on earth that he knows a little bit about everything so ah. it's really fascinating with road trips or listening to xm radio and and, uh, you know, that's the Atlanta rhythm section. Paul Goddard can play a damn bass. And you'll hear everything about the Atlanta rhythm section you've ever wanted to know. So, Yeah, Mojo Nixon uh, once professed to me that his, his band begs him to fall asleep or prays it'll fall asleep on the bus so it'll just stop yammering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our trips aren't that long. Usually we'll, yeah. go from, uh, we'll be, you know, from Cincinnati on one night and then we'll be in Lima, Ohio, or Toledo the next. So it's usually just a one-take trip to wherever we're going. So do you get to flex the uh, impressionist uh, muscle much anymore, either on radio or, and, or doing voiceover or anything like that? Oh, yeah, I do. Um, I do a lot of other characters on the show. Donnie's the, the, my main one, I guess. Yeah. Um, my, the first one, my original voice I did on the show, which kind of got me hooked up with Bob and Tom, was Floyd the Trucker. It was, uh, I was doing the character on another station that was just called Trucker Steve, and Tom wanted to change the name to something a little different. And so we went with Floyd the Trucker, but um, I, I still occasionally will take Floyd out on stage, you know. But do Floyd the Trucker, James Gandolfini, Morgan Freeman, Dr. Phil. Oh, okay, cool. Um, uh, and then the originals like Kenny Tarmac, um, Donnie, obviously, uh, a new character called Rick, the, the guy that says, uh, I got her pregnant a little bit there. She tried to blame me because it was mine there a little bit. You know, the, <laughs> the guy that puts a little bit after everything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so I still get to do quite a, quite a few I'm working on. And there are some that are, there, that are bad, but it's, oh. it's kind of... I, it, you know you're talking to. <laughs> yeah, well, the material is everything. Like, my yeah. Steven Seagal, Steven Seagal is just Mitch Hedberg, basically. Um, and then uh, Dog the Bounty Hunter, which is an uh, awesome impression, but, uh, okay, brah, listen. That's um, not bad. Anybody we capture, we got we to gotta cuff him, give him a cigarette, give him a fresh dog, give him a cigarette, get him! <laughs> so I've been doing that one lately, um, and it's, it's not even close, but it's so absurd that it works. Yeah. It flies, and that's why they're the best hosts in the world. I mean, they'll really, um, they really play well. The other guy that does uh, phoners for us, Steve Salji, does Bill Clinton and Larry King, and he's oh, really yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that guy's but great. It's fun. Like his Captain Dave is obviously a, a cartoon captain, and mm-hmm. they play along with it so well. So it's uh, it's the best show in the world for for what I do. Um, it's just the best show in the world for 
for doing it. Yeah, I um, haven't worked up the nerve to do impressions yet uh, when I do stand-up. I've limited them to this show, and I then try to cover them up by by filtering the uh, the, uh, the so it kind of gets a little effect, so it kind of gets a little distance yeah. from it. So it's trying to sound a little <laughs> bit closer, but uh, you know, like you said, if it, the material's okay, it's you know you can you can sometimes yeah. get away with it. Um, yeah, so, the, the key is, and the other trick to it is the telephone hides most imperfections. So yeah, exactly. Well, that's why I filter it. See, we do yeah. Skype calls, and even though Skype is crystal clear, ironically, the interviews we do on Skype are the best because they're crystal clear. Mm-hmm. But when I have people call the show, like Mitt Romney, I say he's Skyping in, and he's, he's coming through a filter, so it hides the fact that I'm doing this hideous yeah. Mitt Romney impression. <laughs> well, so. i got to hear Mitt Romney. Um, that's a hard one to do. Um, it's actually one of the easiest ones for me to do. Um, uh uh, hey, BF, uh, Mitt Romney calling. Uh, uh, I, I, I heard you talking about now, and I know you're doing a podcast, and, and but I'm so wealthy, I get this podcast before anybody. <laughs> That's very good. So, I can picture it because he is always kind of rushed, isn't he? Yeah, and he's kind of fumbling for his words. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's very good. Yeah. That's excellent. Well, thank you. Um, so you're living down in Florida, and so you have to come up and uh, hook up with the guys in Indy and then head out on the road with them, or? Um, not always. No, I, I just fly out of Tampa here and then link up with them, whatever, uh, wherever the gig is. Um, and, you know, sometimes I'll fly to the first show on Friday night and then maybe drive with them Saturday and then fly back home on Sunday. That's that's usually how it works. But, yeah. uh, but I make my phone calls here from home, and oh, it's yeah, great. I mean, I listen to the show, um, wake up and listen to the show like, you know, our listeners do, and I listen to them, and... I really don't have anything pre-prepared. I kind of listen to the show. That was my next question. The show so good. Yeah. yeah we, don't, we don't really plan a whole lot. There's very little that's pre-prepped. Yeah, because the, the conversation can really go different ways. I mean, Christy could talk about something, and they just jump on that. And then, yes. yeah, so, yeah, it's really, I, I'm sure that she has stuff she's going to talk about because it's the news. But other than that, yeah, it's a pretty pretty yeah. free form. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, if, if she's talking about, you know, uh, people eating frogs in Zimbabwe, and, and I come up with the... Uh, uh, a phone call, whether it's Donnie or maybe Kenny Tarmac was just there. In a lot of cases, I'll call in and say, "Hey, I'll tell Dean, the producer, hey, I've got uh, I got a Donnie about Christie's story about frogs." And so he'll pass that note along to Tom. And Tom will say, "Christie, you had a story earlier about uh, frogs." Yeah. And so she'll read the story. She reads the story. Next, you know, phone rings and it sounds like it's off the top of my head, but yeah. you know, it's it's not like I woke up that morning and said, "Christie, give me all your news stories." You know, I, yeah, I yeah. just listen. Um, kind of see what piques their interest and then play off of that. And sometimes it is right away. Sometimes it's funny for me, if the harder I try, the worse I do. If I just sit back and kind of let osmosis take place and just trust that something funny is going to write itself, I'll make five, six phone calls in a day. If I wake up and I'm like, okay, I need to do a Donnie and a Kenny today, and somebody said you have to do Donnie every day at 8.30, it would kill the bit. It would kill it. so it, it has to kind of uh, fly well, by the, the seat of its pants in order to be at its best. Do you ever find, coincidentally, that maybe you've done a string of Donnie's or a string of, uh, of Floyd the Shruckers or something like that, just because the way the news has gone that week, and then you kind of think yeah. at the last minute, well, maybe I should hold back on this one. Yeah, like right now, I personally, you know, I think I'm doing Donnie a little too much, and, and I have to remember, you know, they, uh, Bob and Tom and Christy and Chick, are, are the best at what they do. And um, they don't really give the courtesy laugh. And I don't blame them. That's why the show works. Because the listener can tell when they're laughing genuinely or when it's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's part of Like they did that today to Zany, by the way. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> he, had a rough, he had a rough go of it this so, morning. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, and that's the beauty of that bit. It, yeah. Even when it fails, it kills. It's great. Right, right. Um, but yeah, I, I have to be cognizant of you know it's human nature. They, you know, it's it's a lot harder to do what they do and to go in and wake up and to be in a good mood and ready to laugh. Not necessarily on all the time. Um, it's yeah. hard. And so if you're feeding them the same thing. You know, um, I'm sure the last thing they want to hear tomorrow morning is Donnie talking about strippers because it happens with such frequency. So, you know, uh, tomorrow morning I I should probably focus on some other characters I haven't done in a while. Um, And something new, anytime something new pops up, it definitely uh, perks them up a little bit. And so you have to treat them like you would a comedy crowd. I mean, it's just four people, but I don't think, oh, I'm making listeners laugh. I want to make, if I make Bob and Tom and Christy and Chick laugh for three of the four or two of the four, and I'm doing my job, and yeah. the listeners are laughing along with them. So, um, like I said, I, I try to be aware of not burning out a bit, and it's it's easy to do, especially if something works early. Yeah, know? yeah, it's, it's tempting. But, uh, Any uh, dream projects you haven't uh, worked on yet, something you'd like to do outside of the Bob and Tom universe? Um, well, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I've always, you know, I'm, one of those is coming true this year. I've um, taken Donnie Baker and the Pork Pistols to Sturgis, and we're we're doing uh, shows each night in Sturgis, and uh, it's always been my dream to have my band open for Journey. As uh, Journey is <laughs> one of my major guilty pleasures, and they'll be there. We won't get to open for them, but this might be as close as I'll ever get. Um, and uh, I'll get to see them, but then work that night too in Sturgis and play for a bunch of bikers. But it's always <laughs> been kind of my dream, you know, to take Donnie's band out and, and open, have my sort of pseudo band open for a real band, especially a legendary one, you know, that's been around for decades, like like Journey and Boston will be out there. Oh wow! And, uh, yeah, it should be a blast. So, so where's Sturgis? Uh, Is that? It's in. It's one of the Dakotas. I don't even know. I know oh, okay, it's that, okay. I know which one. Okay, it's, yeah. it's that big deal. Uh-huh. And they have one of the big uh, rallies down there in Daytona once a year as well, don't they? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I'm kind of a newbie here to Florida. I mean, this is um, that was another thing. I I've lived in Indiana my whole life up until last August, and uh, we just moved down here. And I got four kids, and three of them are really involved in travel sports. And so we wanted to get more of what they love. And down here, okay, all year round. So makes sense. But uh, yeah, but it's still. I mean, we love it. I mean, I've settled in very nicely, and it's been great for our family. But as far as uh, kind of knowing the. uh, the, the complete landscape down here, I'm still learning quite a bit about, you know, the hot spots and where to go. What yeah. To, so. Yeah. Well, t- uh, Tampa gets knocked sometimes. But I think it's, it's an okay area down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's been great. I mean, we've, um, we have we vacationed in Clearwater for about five years before. Oh, okay. So I know the tourists, we still do a lot of touristy stuff. We're basically, you know, transplants. We still are tourists, but we live here now. But we'll still go to the same restaurants that we used to eat when we were you know, on vacation and oh. still spring training fanatics and oh, yeah, uh, all yeah. that stuff. So. I love Bush Gardens, yeah. too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's an underrated park, if you ask me. Yeah, I've, I've not been, but my kids have, and they love it. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah. All right, Ron. Well, it uh, sounds like things are going well for you, living the dream down there in Florida. Well, I appreciate it, man. Thank you so okay. much. Um, Thank you. Can I get you to do a, a liner as uh, Donnie for me real quick? Uh, yeah, hi, let me Don- know what to say. I'll uh, knock it out. Just in, like, hi, this is Donnie Baker, and you're listening to PF's Tape Recorder. This is Donnie Baker from the Bob and Tom Show. I swear to God it is. And you're listening to P.F.'s Tape Recorder. And I'll say it right your face. Hit pause, Dick. Hit pause. All right. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Hey, are you, uh, I got a question for yes. you. You're doing a podcast. Yes. And you're using Audacity. That is correct. I want, um, I have Audacity and I have uh, a podcast I want to do for a different, not necessarily comedy. Yeah. But um, on Audacity, I can get to record 
I can't somehow get the tracks to link the way that I want. In other words, like when I used to do the belly ups with James Gandolfini and Charles Barkley, yeah. I'd put Tony on one track yeah. and then I'd put Charles on another. And now when I try to do that, when I hit record, track one records over track two. It's kind of a mess. Oh, that's weird. Because uh, you might want to reinstall the software because, um, oddly, my uh, eight-year-old wants to do a podcast. And so the first thing she did was she re- recorded her theme song. And it's her singing with herself, doing th- all three different that's parts. Cool. And she just did what she just wrote. She put down the first track and then she goes back and puts the cursor at the front and then hits record and the second track pops up and it's fine so maybe a problem with the software and she actually has the newer okay. version of audacity than i do so okay. um that's that's probably what i would i'd recommend okay. i may i may try doing that because it, it looks like it should be really easy yeah. but for some reason i mean i i wanted to do though keep doing those belly ups and stuff here for yeah. now but i i can't uh i used to have a, a program called um it was Odyssey, not Audacity, and it was a big, this thing was the size of a tank, but it was so easy to use, ah. and I knocked out a bunch of bits on that thing, And uh, but yeah, I'm still trying to figure this one out, so, well, thanks for the advice, I'll, uh, I'll give that a shot. Great, so, man, all right, well, this will be in print uh, in City Beat the week that you're here in town, which is, uh, I guess, the following week, and awesome. uh, I believe we're also going to promote it, uh, our uh, events guy actually goes on the local uh, morning news on Saturday, and he'll p- promote in this because he asked me what I was working on for this week, so you'll get that plug, awesome. and the podcast should drop uh, next Sunday. Good, man. Thank you so All much. Right. I really appreciate it. Well, thanks a lot, Ron. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. See you. Bye. And thanks again to Ron Sexton for being on the podcast. You can see him as Donnie Baker at Go Bananas in Cincinnati, June 7th through 9th. Bob Zaney is also on the bill. And, of course, uh, go to pfradio.podbean.com if you're listening to this any other way than Podbean. And uh, we'll have all the links to dates and all the other appropriate matters we've discussed on the podcast. Uh, A little bit of music news right now. It turns out uh, Sophie Flynn, the young lady we discovered last week via Twitter, we played her song USI. I guess she was also played on another uh, radio program in Britain called DIY Radio. And she's also entered herself in the BBC Introducing Program, which is a a series they have over in Britain where your local BBC station uh, plays uh, local musicians and then the good ones move up through the rankings up to the national level and maybe get played on BBC. So wish Sophie the best of luck there. And also, I was looking on the Facebook page, and Todd Lipscomb of the Kentucky Struts uh, posthumously liked uh, his band's appearance uh, on the tape recorder a couple of months ago, but he just decided to like it this week. And uh, so did a mutual friend of ours, so I wrote uh, in the comments section that perhaps we would do an all-musical episode of the tape recorder, and that got a lot of likes, so I think we're actually going to do that probably sometime in July, around vacation time, when I'm feeling particularly lazy. So we'll have uh, maybe have a song by Sophie Flynn, one by Mike Travers, the Kentucky Struts, uh, the Worthmores, and of course, Andy Hawk and the Trainwreck Ennings. Uh, they are putting together a new album down in Austin, Texas, and you can sponsor that album by going to andyhawk.com, and then you can find out all the details there. So I thought, uh, kind of kick off the summer here on Memorial Day weekend, we would play a song by Andy Hawk and the Trainwreck Ennings. Uh, this is the Sunshine Song. Hope you enjoy it. Clap your hands the beat and we'll dance tonight on Sunshine Street 
looking back is bittersweet. But it's all okay on Sunshine Street. Put your tears in my paper cup. Keep them there until we're gone. 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 Ragged voice and two left feet. I welcome here on Sunshine Street. Dancers move like tumbleweeds. Join the jamboree. Clap your hands. Keep the beat, and we'll dance tonight on Sunshine Street. Tonight on Sunshine Street And we'll dance tonight on Sunshine Street Andy Hawk and the train wreck endings with Sunshine Song. Perfect way to kick off the summer here on Memorial Day weekend. Again, head to pfradio.podbean.com for all the links related to today's episodes uh, to find out where you can see Ron Sexton, a.k.a. Donnie Baker, how you can support Andy Hawk's album, where you can find Sophie Flynn's music, all that good stuff. Uh, in the meantime, like us on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter at PF66. PF Tape Recorder logo designed by Dan Koble. You can follow him at TigerDactyl on Twitter. Today's show featured material written by Hannah Wilson. Music for PF's tape recorder composed by John Veropoulos with a little help from me. Performed by John Veropoulos and Doug O'Connor with a little help from me. That's our show. So long and thanks for listening. (laughs) 